0: there it goes! Everybody watch out and look up. It's Keep Up with Sylvain Sane and Oslamalo. Welcome to the show. I'm here with my comrades and uh, cohorts and the rest of the Keep Up crew. Like I said, we got Neil... He does NS Computech. He's El Tribo. He is a DJ, and he also helps engineer the show. John is also an engineer. He's also on vacation in the Andorondex. He does a lot of IT operations for the show. We have my co-host, Oslamalo. He does a lot of the artwork for the show. And then we have Harry, who does research. He does all the in-between. He does everything to put the band together. Shout out to him. And let's get into some motherfucking topics. What the f- what Independence way. And uh, if you watched yesterday, uh, I didn't. I didn't give a fuck. Uh, Mount Rushmore, there was a, a little bit of a tussle between the Native American tribes who have not gotten their $8 billion in aid yet. They were trying to blockade the speech of Trump at the Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. Right. It's in South Dakota, I believe. Uh, I might be wrong about that, actually. But uh, so... Obviously, people have been taking down monuments. There was two monuments yesterday that were taken down on the exact day of the Tea Party. Not the Tea Party, but the Independence Day, so that's why it's ironic. So they're taking down these statues, and there has been threats to take down Mount Rushmore, of course. Why not? You know, V for Vendetta and shit like that. So uh, what do you guys think about that? Did you guys, anybody see the Mount Rushmore speech or or any tweets about it yesterday? Um, I actually saw some of it yesterday.
1: Obviously, with July fourth, it just felt different yesterday because everybody's posting you know Land of the Free, but we all know it's not really the land of the free. Look at everything that's going on with the Black Lives movement. Your shirts has a great example of it. So you know, obviously everybody's I was doing the fireworks. My neighbors over here were putting on a fucking show. It was awesome. but I you know it was it wasn't that same uh, July fourth feeling where we all are free. It's bullshit, you know. Everybody's still fighting for our rights.
0: It's not the I same. Know. I saw on your IG that little tank uh, fireworks. Uh, that seemed pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and um, um I quoted a uh, Frederick Douglass because he, on July fifth, right. um, I have the exact date. I'll, I'll give it to you right now. He basically said, you know, we're still fighting for equality, and it's it's not what everybody has to go through, and it's a, it's a great quote. You know, everybody has to go through different things in this country. Everybody's still fighting for equal rights. So everybody's celebrating and putting on their their glasses and the American shirt. It's, it's felt weird, you know?
0: You're absolutely right. Usually, and I'm actually still a fan of the flag. I'm still a fan of um, patriotic colors. You, you've seen me with my book bag, some of the clothes that I've worn at festivals and stuff like that. I actually do uh, respect the flag, too even when Colin Kaepernick was going through that, I respected his protests tremendously. I wanted him to continue doing it selfishly because like, you know, I, he sacrificed his career, unfortunately, even though he's getting paid right now as an activist, so he's, um, you know, he's not hurting and he's got Nessa as a girlfriend. We can all protest that way. Shit. Nessa so hot. But, um, and I've always like, even when he was protesting, I still put my hand on my heart. I still, uh, I still stood up because I still believe that we are a united country. I know that's hard for people to believe. I think people think I'm an anarchist and shit like that. I'm not. But I get what you're saying. The flag definitely still, even with my, uh, even with me just saying all that, the flag has a different meaning now. Especially me knowing more about Juneteenth, um, which is on my shirt because my, my ancestors were working on July 4th. Uh, the more that I know, yeah, the more that I know, it's kind of sully things. It's kind of the, the law about the flag. Let's talk, talk about the law about the flag. Harry, go ahead. So there's a out. <laughs> a bunch of laws about
2: the flag. One is no disrespect should be shown to the flag of the United States of America. The okay. flag should not be dipped to any person or thing. The flag should never touch anything beneath it,
0: such as the ground, the floor, water, or merchandise. Oh man, so I thought like the south like dip, you know what I'm saying, like a uh, dipping tobacco. I'm like all oh, these motherfucking Yeah, ah, and the flag I... should never be carried flat or horizontal, but always aloft okay. free. Nice, nice. Thank you for that for that fun fact, Harry. Do you guys have anything to say on that? The the what the fuck happened is a little late this week cuz John Bolton took most of our time.
1: No, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it, you know. Um I guess we all have the we all, you know, we all have different Feelings about about these things, you guys um see the the kind of block I live in. It's one of the most patriotic patriotic blocks in Queens. It's weird. I even yeah. saw people um offering uh to put up a flag in a poll. and and this in this block alone um just this week people were going around from door to door asking, hey, do you want a flag? I'm like, oh, I'm I'm okay, you know. And no disrespect to the flag, but it's just for me. Th- this was in uh July Fourth that 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 I felt was worth celebrating. It's it's not for me, um, and I and hey, I just became a U.S. citizen this year, so that's right. I'm I'm still a proud American. It's just I'm proud to have you, brother. Proud okay. to have you. It's still, it's just uh, it rings w- weird for me, you know, with everything that's going on in this country.
0: You know what? I'm gonna pull a switcheroo. We'll we'll talk about something else for when Zen, uh, when uh, Zen pigs fly. That's the the episode title for this week. So we'll talk about Maya more real quick before we segue out, and you know some of it, and obviously you know about Kaepernick, uh, Oscar. We uh, most of the crew here didn't really know about it, but it's okay. Um, now we do. So who was? Uh, so it's Jonathan Irons, is that his name? Harry the, uh, correct. the Correct. So there's a family friend who had been in jail for I believe twenty two years. 22 years, around uh, 20 plus years, 20 plus years. And is a family friend of 23. There you go. And Maya Moore is a family friend. She is also the best WNBA player, arguably. You know, there's Candace Parker. There's Diana Taurasi. But Diana Taurasi is around 38 years old. So, you know, that title... Is coming to an end for her she's a legend but uh definitely Maya Moore Def, uh, Maya Moore won like around three to four straight championships with UConn she's gotten player of the year she's got an all-star MVP she's gotten all the accolades that you can ever 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 amount to and now she has an even bigger award than I think in Kaepernick Kaepernick and I'm not taking anything away from it we're big fans on the show of Kaepernick we we salute the Neil everything but this woman put her career on the line for someone that was in jail, not just put her money more her mouth that he did too, but she took it a step further. And now he finally got released recently, and we don't know if she's going to come out of retirement, but she retired for one year because of that. And because he wasn't uh, released yet, she decided to carry over to it indefinitely. What do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, you know, I just um, I heard about this morning in our pre-meeting, and it's incredible. At the age of 29, she had already collected four WNBA championships, a finals MVP, a league MVP six time all star, a two time Olympic FIBA world champion. It's incredible what she did. That's she right, the Olympics.
0: Yeah. That's right, I forgot the Olympics. Nice. Good job.
1: So she she accomplished so much by the age of twenty nine that she put her career on the line and that's incredible. For somebody to be able to take a step forward in the right direction, you know, to have a man who was incarcerated for twenty three years, it's incredible.
0: You put your career supposed on to
2: be
0: the there line. For 50. Damn. Damn, and uh i i, I forgot what the cru- harry could you synops really could you just give us a little brief of what he got arrested for sentence for burglary and assault with a gun that's right and supposedly he wasn't there or something like that it's okay we don't have to go too much but like he definitely was wrongly convicted and now he is out he is free thanks for researching that harry let's get on to what the fuck do we hear la 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 what the fuck did i hear Oh, come on! And Oscar heard the Pop Smoke album. R.I.P. to the young man from the, the California area. Give us a nice review of his album.
1: Yeah, so his album just came out. Um, I, It was a, on Friday. You know, it, there was a big controversy going on with his album cover because you had Virgil who designed. Um, If anybody doesn't know, Virgil is a designer. He, know. Does, he does a bunch of um, off-white sneakers for Nike. They're
0: ridiculously expensive. He's um, the one that gave for COVID relief, and he gave fifty dollars, right? And they all they all fucking clowned him. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you know, this guy, he basically took um, a picture of Pop Smoke, and he put a, a bunch of barbed wire around it, and, and it looked like trash. You know, he, he got a lot um, of yeah. It was like he basically had used no effort into this into this cover, and he's a great designer, so automatically the, the label got rid of it. Um, they asked his mom for an input and they came up with what is now on the, um, the rose that we all see on his album, our cover. And it's, it's a lot better than, than it What's was it called. What's the album called? Um, shoot. For, I'll tell you right now.
0: It's shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Sorry. Yeah.
1: No, no, it's okay. Um, so yeah, so I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of um, the new age of, of rap. But when I we when I started listening to Pop Smoke
0: Oscar's getting old on us over there.
1: <laughs> and it's true. But you know, when I when I first heard Dior, I I liked it. He had um a different vibe compared to what these young rappers are doing. And it's very reminiscent to how Fifty Cent raps. You know, he has that same style, his voice they, it was they very were strong.
0: they were collaborating together a lot too.
1: Yeah. Um and you know, he's he's inspired by a lot of New York rappers, so you're gonna hear um, fabulous is, um, beats on there. You're gonna get to hear a version of Many Men, which is called uh, Got It On Me, which is you know the same chorus. It's it was a great album. He has, has a lot of uh, collaborations on this, and I actually listened to it from start to finish. And I had it has a lot of replay value also, so you can go Whoa. back.
0: Yeah, so just can... came out and it's it got replay value. I like that. Fuck. And we're big fifty cent Fifty cent fans on the show get the motherfucking strap. Yeah, so it, I recommend it. If you haven't listened to it, it it was a great album. Nice. So I will listen to it. I am a pop smoke fan. Uh, he's not the greatest of all rappers, but his style is like really on point. It's very unique. I like that. Um, I don't always need to have the best lyrics. And he's not a slouch on lyrics either. He's not bad. Uh, and I agree. He is uh, a lot of grit and grime, like uh, 50 Cent, you know, a lot of street, a lot of hood. It doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be like lyrically on point as long as like, you know, the street vibe is in there. And uh, speaking of which, um, shout out to our old uh, middle school and high school uh, colleague, uh, Ian Rambert, another father in the building. This guy, uh, we went to the Bronx and it was, what was the, uh, oh man, it's a famous uh, court. It's a famous court up in the Bronx. But we went up there, Dykeman, Dykeman. We went up there for Dykeman and they had uh, the Kemba Walker series. And it was his league. And we went there and Possemo performed. He was in the crowd, he was in the crowd. Kemba Walker was in the crowd. Donovan Mitchell was in the crowd. It was such a great time. And he had performed some of his songs. The cops were in there, people were smoking blunts and shit like that. And it was, it was really cool, man. So I see Harry getting all nosy on my screen. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm joking with you, man. Wait, so let's talk about Little Wayne. What, what'd you say? Where's his Zencaster? You were on it. It's on the Chrome. So anyway... So uh, let's talk about A free Wheezy album That is Lil Wayne's new album He dropped a surprise album And actually to be honest he never really has released dates for his album So I don't know why we call them surprise albums anymore They are have motherfucking surprises So Glory is his intro track Is one of my favorite tracks on the album He does very well He's actually doing pretty well The last albums that are technically not cash money They're more young money They've actually been on the money They've actually been pretty damn good So, uh, have you listened yet to Have you listened yet to uh, the album Little Wayne?
1: Um, So, just to correct you, um, so this is an album from two thousand fifteen. I saw that you posted it on um, Instagram the other day. um, His his song Glory. So, I actually haven't listened to this, but it is um, from two thousand fifteen. It came out on July fourth, two thousand fifteen. I haven't listened to it. I didn't even know it was his thirteenth album. But um, I am going to be listening to it this week just to cover it. Um, so, all right, good,
0: sweet. All right, Harry, get your shit together, bro. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet. <gonna>. Fucking tabs. <laughs> anyway, tell us about uh, Riley really Ritchie, Rally Ritchie. So Riley Ritchie, he is um, uh,
2: a British rapper. He is also better known for roles as Grey Worm from Game of Thrones. He, oh. yeah.
0: yeah, gray worm. Oh, gray worm. Oh, I gray were worm talking about a, oh the guy that was with Miss Sunday. Ah, yeah, he guy with, He's pretty dope. The guy, with, the guy with no sausage, the guy with no penis. <laughs> yes, the leader of the unsullied, the leader right? of the uncut. Right? Unsullied, uh, Buffalo Bill
2: tucking it in. Go ahead. All right, continue. So He recently continue. came out with an album <laughs> called Andy. Uh, it's a pretty oh. show. Yeah, it's What's pretty it chill. Oh, Andy, old, I think Andy. I'm like, he cannot
0: get no, can, no, 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 no. Andy.
2: There's no <laughs> Handy going on over there. <laughs> no, it's Andy. Yeah, it's, uh, he does, you know, like uh, Biggie did and like Drake did, put like a baby picture on the album. Okay. And uh, it's a pretty chill song. He has a song called 27 Club. And he's basically Wait. saying, yeah, he's basically saying it's too late for him to join. Like, he's 30 something years old now, and he's like, oh, it's a little too late for me to do join that okay. club. And, yeah, it's a very like, Chill, chill type of the vibe. yeah, right. <laughs> um Yeah, it's a very chill vibe. It's like you know, he did, talks about you know mental problems. Talks about like there's a song called Party Fear, where it's like he knows all these people and he he just doesn't want to be around them because like big crowds are scary and stuff. Nice, it's that was a, really a good album. Right? That was that
0: was pretty deep. Nice, you actually. I went really on a walk it? and listened. I I went on a forty minute walk listening to that album. Like that right. was like, right. the album was That's great. great. That's right. We yeah, we live in the confines. Uh, so me and Harry, still, you know, we gotta go outside and take a walk and get our fresh air and our blunts uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love David Kitson fabulous, but. I do not like verses. And the only reason why I like verses is because I am i guess I am old school. I like it when they go bar for bar. I like it when they freaking rap with each other. And Oscar, I don't blame you. This is a very popular format right now, going on IG. And a couple of my friends do it. Shout out to Be More Intelligent, uh, Philip, Brandon, Mooch, all you guys. You guys have actually been very consistent with it. You guys have been doing little DJ parties, babyface uh we've talked about all of them we've talked about the celebrities that do them erica badu jill scott so now it's jada kiss and fabulous turn and it's osamalo's review of the battle
1: yeah so i was looking forward to this because we grew up you know with uh, jada kiss and fab d block and when i first heard of this i'm like okay jada kiss has to me i felt he had better bars he has better songs overall his career wise i mean the one thing that I can give Fab is that he's he's been active for longer. You know, Jadakiss has come here and there. He has come out with an album earlier this year. But when they went, um, when they Jake went.
0: Jake Jerkin, Jake Jerkin, coming everywhere. But
1: <laughs> So when they went song for song, you know, I felt Fab really didn't take this serious. Um, he, was he was drunk, really, I heard. He was drunk the whole time. Yeah, and he didn't take this as serious as he, as he should have. So Jadakiss, i um, he basically put every all of his best songs right away on it um for me fab was mostly like you could see he was trying to get people okay you know this is fab let me go stream this tomorrow or the next day and entitled actually did a really good job where the next day they put out a whole track list of uh, Kiss versus fab and it it has their biggest hits um you know oh, yeah, look at that yeah and it, and it was fun you know it was fun to watch this this was the first one that I actually saw live I've never got to see one um live before because i i'm never there i catch it late so i'll just youtube it later um but it was it was really cool to see this because JadaKiss got super fucking drunk you get to see him in an element that i you i've <laughs> never seen him in and he was just it was just entertaining it was awesome but you you, you just see how much respect they have for one another but jadekis freddy her. versus jason freddy
0: versus jason that was a great album
1: but J, um data smoked them um like i said fab he he was really there just to put on a show um say hey listen listen to the ones that i've done recently so it was good i'm looking forward to another another one of these
0: oh, good look- good I like. Uh, I think Fab is a better, a slightly better rapper than Jadakiss. I like. Uh, I think Jada Kiss's catalog is better than Fabulous's of course he has mu- a much more uh, eclectic vibe to his music. Fab has the reality TV. Also, he has the the Housewives, I believe, or the no, no, uh, love, love and basketball. And I love and hip-hop i said love it, basketball damn I'm good. i really don't like reality tv sorry guys uh i'm glad that component is a- away from the fucking show no more bachelor or bachelorette or any <laughs> windmill or any Yeah, none of that i just feel like she needs more time like no more of that no more of that thank god so anyway uh <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs>
1: with it. i'll be honest with you though i'm i'm a big fan of love and hip-hop it's um so it's one of those shows that you see how how stupid it is. You get to see the people that are trying to um up and up and coming to the rap game, and it's it's horrible. You know, you got you got um Jewels, you got all these people who are past their prime trying to get something out of their life. It's entertaining for what it is. I don't. It's something that I don't really take serious, but it's just funny as how you get this. It's basically the same shit as every other reality TV show where the women fight, security stops them. And same drama going all around in this fucking circle. So it's 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 something I enjoy. But it, and I've been watching it. The, I only watch the New York series. It's something I've been watching since it first started. It's one of the most entertaining reality TV shows I've seen.
0: But I don't take it serious, you know. So we're gonna so on the uh, the keep up. The crew, the, the still insane production so far, unless we come up with a new name, but uh, we're coming up with a new channel. It's called uh, Waste Your Time TV, and it's also called it's also called Trade, Trainwreck TV. And Oscar is going to provide the programming from other reality TVs to show you that, uh, yeah, we need to waste your time. Here we go. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yo, fuck reality TV. I fuck hate reality TV. But if you want to talk about it, it's fine. I get it. Uh, Fabulous has been a part of that for a long time, all those guys. Let's talk about another reality star. Another reality star, one of the biggest stars in the world. Kanye West runs for president. What do we think about that? He announced no, it on Twitter you. last night. No, thank you. No, thank uh, you. He, he,
2: he's, he's mentally,
0: he's not dumb. He's just mentally unstable to be president. Now he let's not, not be let's president. Let's Let's note that he has not filed through the electric, uh, the ele- electric, the electric uh, uh, commission, so he's not on the ballot at all. What do you think about that? Oscar? We're big Kanye fans. Um,
1: no, nah, I'll be honest. Uh, Kanye, he, his first couple albums, you know, they, they, they were masterpieces to me, but now I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. Um, he's still, you know, he's, he's a great entrepreneur. He just did the deal with gap for 10 years, which is incredible. That's
0: right. We didn't talk about that. Good job. Good job. It was a great, It's a big deal too.
1: And so, you know, he, he's great at his, his business. Uh, you'll never catch me wearing his fucking uh, Yeezys or anything like that. But you know, it's something's wrong with this guy. And he's, he's just, we all know he has mental problems, but I don't know. He tells it to us. He has bipolar. He's bipolar. What's yeah, all that? There's
0: mad people. Is bipolar.
1: You know, um, he actually released a video just uh, last week, four days ago, called "Watch Us in the in the Blood," featuring Travis Scott. Now, the song alone, it, it's a great song. You could see his his intellect coming up again. But you watch this fucking video, and uh, you know, it, it's weird because we all know he supports Trump, but then he goes on and he makes his video, um, and it showcases uh the inequality in in today in today's society. So, is it a publicity stunt? This video, where he's Showcasing all these um people dying, you know everything that we're going through with Black Lives Probably. Matter. Probably. So it's like, come on, are you trying to capitalize on this shit? Like, be serious. Pick one side, you know. You you can't you can't be saying um here you know Black Lives Matter video and showing all, all the all the stuff that we go through, and then you're up over here fucking showcasing for Trump. So we're in the it fucking
0: and yeah. uh, Kim Kardashian doesn't really care either. She has the police. She has the justice reform for the podcast coming up soon. She's going to be a lawyer. Not that she doesn't care, but she cares about her brand more. And her her beauty line, I didn't even realize she had a beauty line. It just got bought for 20%. And so she's about to get $200 million for two major beauty companies buying into her company. So she, now her beauty company is worth a billion dollars. So they're both worth two billion dollars wow so So, yeah so whatever they're doing you're right it's a even this presidential run he would have to either run on the republican ticket against his boy the guy that he visited and made a fucking ass of himself for so i don't take any of it seriously i don't even know why we put it on the outline but it's kanye and i love kanye so we going to do that (laughs) so so uh let's get the fuck out of here What the fuck did I watch? And I watched Hamilton like everybody else. Pretty much everybody else. It was one of the highest rated programs of the week. You saw everybody and their mother getting a password for Disney Plus, getting their fucking Hulu package. I was like looking at some people taking screenshots. They're like, I had to get Disney Plus in order to watch fucking Hamilton. And so they did that. And I'm like, I'm like, you got the ESPN package and the Hulu. I'm like, oh, you didn't even check what you were checkboxing. Like, you about to get this free month of, like, a bunch of, a bunch of hot nothing, bitch. Like, what's wrong with you? So, but Lynn, manuel Miranda put on an excellent show from 2016. They grabbed the recording from that show, and you had David Diggs. You have Anthony Ramos. You have a lot of stars that have come from this production, one of the great, greatest Productions of all time. It has 16 Tony nominations, the most of all time. It has the second amount of wins. The only uh, play, the only Broadway play to do more was the producers, uh, the Mel Brooks play. Shout out to so, Mel Brooks. That's right. Mel Brooks is the man. We love Mel Brooks. Blazing Saddles, all types of things. <laughs> but, oh yeah, Young Frankenstein. We don't have to go through the list. It's a, it's a whole list. But uh, yeah, big shout out to uh, Miranda. He also came out with In the Heights. That's how he got famous, and that movie is coming out next year. So, and I know you guys saw it too. Let let me know what you thought about the movie um, that came out this week, guys. Um,
1: so you know, I've you know me, Vince. I'm a big fucking fan of Broadway. I've gone to many of That's them. Right. With my brother in law, my mother in law, and I, I love them. You know, I love Wicked. I love the Book of Mormon. I've seen a shitload of them. Um, I've even seen a couple of the uh, um Disney ones with uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, I haven't They're seen quality. the yeah. quality. Yeah, throw quality. But I will tell you this, this one fucking blew me away because this one, you could you could tell it's more about the talent. And what I really loved about this one was um, he has a, the whole fucking cast is minorities. You know, they're so fucking talented. Everybody on there can sing their fucking asses off. And not just that, but if you when you're when you're watching the play, you it takes you take away all the all the shit on the side, the um, the production it's just the rotating stage and, you know, what they do. And the the biggest thing that I'll take away is that this fucking guy is a genius. The fact that he wrote this shit and he stars in it, that's incredible. And we all know that he, you know, this is um when you're listening to this, a lot of it is rap inspired. So when he does the, the Ten Dual Commandments automatically. That was sick. That was I'm sick. Kidding. He did
2: it twice. He did it yeah. twice.
1: I had to stop it, and I'm like, uh, you know, I had to tell Kim, this shit is inspired from the t- Ten Crack Commandments. And a lot of the
0: beats, a lot of the music yeah. was inspired by a lot of old uh, rap hits.
1: Yeah, and, you know, just listening to this, it, it was pretty cool, man. And now this was supposed to come out next year as a movie, but he he gave this shit to us now. I'm pretty sure he got a good deal with um, Disney Plus to, so, you know, put this out. And, he, of course, he probably got paid. But the fact that we got to see this, that was fucking cool. And for everybody who doesn't know, um, there's no more free trials on Disney Plus because of this, they put an ah, end to that. And uh, I'll honestly say my favorite song on there was The Room Where It Happens, because the B, the lyrics on there, it was just awesome.
0: And anybody that's not a history buff or anybody that's under a rock when history class was going or failed history class or was smoking too many joints while in history class, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton was one of the uh, greatest figures in American history. He tried to free slaves. He uh, deemed uh, slavery illegal in his Federalist Papers, the over 80 uh, documents that he created that added to our Constitution, today's Constitution. He is the biggest contributor to it, pretty much. Uh, He was also an immigrant. He was from St. Kitts. He was the man. He went to law school twice and pretty much disregarded trying to become a full-time politician. He was our treasurer, of course, but he wanted he had bigger aspirations that he wanted to be president. So he was pretty much a friend of the blacks. He was pretty much a friend of the minority community. So I, based on what you've seen in history, again, he didn't want to own slaves. I don't think he owned slaves. Maybe he did, but he definitely did not want to. He definitely wanted to. And he showed how the South was taking a huge advantage through that. It was an amazing play it was an amazing play uh miranda also wrote mary poppins returns uh he helped write that i believe or did the score uh the, comp- the composition he definitely did all the music to this and i can't and to be honest i used to manage a, a white rapper they have the same fucking delivery obviously they're at the same age so i'm not going to say this he stole his delivery from a white rapper but um it was very similar but it was a great delivery it was a great delivery because like you know that's hard that's hard to do in a broadway play um, I haven't seen too many hip-hop-inspired uh, uh, plays. I think Rent had a little bit of rap in it. There was, there was a bunch. But this one is amazing. Hamilton, I never got to see, unfortunately. It's very expensive. I tried for years. I've done the lottery and shit like that. But Hamilton, what I saw on screen, is probably the best play I've ever seen in my life. Like, that I... I've never seen choreographed like that. I've never seen lighting like that. I've never seen music and composition like that. It was just all well put together. If you had to have the perfect play, that was the perfect play. And yeah. if you had to show some of the first Broadway performance, that was the one. Yeah, you
1: know what? I actually absolutely agree. And it's it it's really sucks that we couldn't get to see this live because this is something that if you see this live, it'll probably fucking blow your mind. You know, aside from all the shit that we've seen already on Broadway, this would this just had the most amount of talent that i've ever seen um and the greatest thing about it also was that the the intelli- intellect that he took to write this and you know he had, he basically gave us an education on alexander hamilton i didn't even yeah. know he was an orphan or any of that yeah. so it actually made me want to go and read about him more so that's, that's that was a pretty cool thing to see
0: What did you think about Eurovision, guys? I didn't get to see it. I will. Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. This song is hilarious. (laughs) Nice. It's one
2: of like the main, not the main song, but it's like one of the best joke songs in the entire movie.
0: Speaking of which, you guys, Harry's been curating our Keep Up podcast on Spotify uh, playlist. You guys can go check that out. He, uh, He puts a little bit of his flair in there, too, but it's all the songs that we play on the show. So get back to Eurovision, please. Who reviewed it? Who, who saw it? Who liked it? What's good? What's good?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. You know, Eurovision's another one of uh, those funny-ass uh, Will Ferrell movies. I I didn't know Rachel McAdams was actually in it. Um, it's a little weird to see her in this role just because we've never seen her in, in this type of role. But she still does a good job, you know. But it's, hey, if you've seen any of his work before, you, you know what to expect, you know. He... Um, it's basically, I don't remember the country that it takes place, Harry, but this is, um, Iceland. yeah. So, yeah. And that's really cool. Cause they actually showcase the, that country a lot, especially in the beginning where they show, you know, how he grows up, what he inspires to do. But, you know, it's one of those uh, guilty movies where you're like, okay, th-
0: th- I knew what I was walking into. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted real quick a little top five because we're pretty good at these we don't have to go too much into detail but i have my top five female directors uh, i saw that populating on my film buff group on facebook and i thought it was interesting because a lot of people don't know female directors out there that are very successful so let's go into them real quick Sophia Coppola is one of my favorites. She did The Virgin Suicides. She did many movies, The Bling Ring. She's amazing. She's a great director. If you ever check out her movies, you would love any one of them. Ava DuVernay, she's one of our newest directors. She did Selma. She did A Wrinkle in Time. I shouldn't mention A Wrinkle in Time because that movie sucked. But... 13th was an excellent movie. That was her documentary on Netflix about the 13th amendment and about the prison system and collaboration with Michelle Alexander. Then we have Greta Gerwig and Harry made a good point. She already made four movies, but it's not that many less than Sophia Coppola or any of these guys, Kate Bigelow and stuff like that. And plus she's a two time Academy award uh, nominated director. So that even just four movies, two out of four, that's fucking awesome. Lady bird. Last year's Little Women, which I felt was a little whitewashed, but whatever. Uh, Still a really good movie. Great costume design, which it won the Oscar for. Then we have Penny Marshall, who did A League of Their Own. So many great classics. R.I.P. to her. And then we have the Academy Award winner, Kate Bigelow for Hurt Locker. And so many other freaking movies. I I hate to mention this because it's a little sexist. Uh, People always go, the wife of blah, blah, blah. Well, she was the ex-wife of James Cameron, but I only say that because she's the shit and to be honest just because he's made more money than her she's made more quality films oh. you didn't hear that you didn't hear that from me
1: now and i'll give you one more vince um i just i just googled it just because i was curious i actually Go saw i actually saw queen in slim yesterday um that's a great movie yeah I, I i hadn't seen it yet i loved it you know it's it's incredible what, they, um, what that movie showcases, especially with what we're going on. Now, Melina Mas- masugas I don't want to butcher that, but I probably did. So but, pretty, so hot. Yeah, so, you know, another another director also was African-American, and it's, it's incredible. That's right,
0: and a lot of people felt that she got uh, she got stiffed, especially for screenplay. They thought that she should at least got it for screenplay. I agree. So, let's get on to what Harry fucking jerked off to. No, I'm joking. What Harry uh, played on his video what game. What the fuck did I play? bitch so and, uh, to khalifa
2: no <laughs> uh, so yeah so i've been recently playing uh, fire mia, emblem mia khalifa. I, that, was, <laughs> that to be clear mia khalifa
0: we love her right she's the greatest
2: of all time she got her skill from talent
0: that's right um, that's right yeah. she is, and she's not top heavy not top heavy with her knowledge
2: not at all so fire emblem three houses it's a uh, strategy game it came out last it's year it's rpg right it i I guess you call RPG. I don't know. It's more of a like a turn-based game. It's kind of like chess. But
0: like the same makers of like Fire Rim and all that or Skyrim and No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, okay, Fire Emblem you. is totally separate. It's
2: like this like little it's not really a big name, but like a lot of people play It's like a turn-based game where it's like you have a knight and like magic people and like they move certain amount of spaces and you have to like True. strategize on how to defeat the enemy team. I'm playing it on my third playthrough right now because they have like three different storylines. Wow, so I'm cool. finally on the last storyline After over 70 something hours It's fun So if you like strategy games This is the, this is a game to go to And if you like lights oh. and all that It's fun Is this a PC game, a Switch game, no. Barry? It is on the Nintendo Switch Okay oh. Yeah, it's a Nintendo only product
0: wow. Nice, we gotta mention that, man You always gotta mention what platform it's on uh, to, to get out of this uh, Unless you have video game stuff You have to talk about it, Oscar
1: no, I'm good I'm still um, trying to get through um The Last of Us Part 1 um, It's a fucking scary game I'll be honest with you There's fucking times where I have to take my headphones off Because I, I, do, I do love I'm um, submersing myself in this shit But there's fucking times Where I'm fucking jumping out of my seat Just uh j- just because of surprises But I'm loving
0: it so far Well Horizon Zero Dawn Is going to make its way to PC By the end of this year That's the big uh, news It's a PlayStation exclusive So sorry Xbox You suck <laughs> What the fuck did I say? And this week is Zen Pigs Fly. And it was a little difficult, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, we're trying to figure out the graphics for this. We're trying to, we we had a debate on, like, which ones we should go with. We should try to go for easier ones, to be honest, going forward. But it's all good. We'll get it done. So uh, I, so the original phrase is, when pigs fly. And it is literally, like, if you see something being done and you're like, well, I think, uh, I think pigs are going to fly before this happens, pretty much, like. Oh, even uh, the phrase is similar to uh, hell will freeze over before this happens. So I was asking if anybody had an example. So I'm going to go from last night, actually. And I know last night uh, fireworks were going off. My dog has been struggling really hard. As a matter of fact, she's an old soul. We just had to start putting her on arthritis medication. So, uh, you know, got to brace ourselves for what's going to happen after that. But um, she has been really going crazy with the fireworks. Last night, I felt like I was in a war zone. Like it was on every fucking block, every block. Like there was no, I went outside, my, my, my ears were hurting and I love fireworks. Fireworks are great. They're fun, but literally every block. And so there's this guy on my block and he's a big bully. And, uh, I've talked about him on the show before. He thinks he's fucking Debo and shit like that. (laughs) And this guy has brought the cops to this block so many fucking times. And people, you know, some people expect him to change. Pigs will fly before that happens. This guy has beaten women on the block. I've seen him do it. This guy, one of my friends on the block, hits his brother, and he fucking hit him with a club while he was sleeping. Yeah, hit him with a metal pipe. This guy's been jailed before multiple times. So again, he needs a Zen pig, and he needs some fucking shit to fly because this guy, this shit don't fly. This shit motherfucker don't fly. And so... If you know people out there that are just consistently inconsistent, shout out to them. That's what this show title is all about. Do you guys have any similar examples before Um, we get going?
1: Nah, I think you pretty much covered it, you know? Uh, We we would like to see a lot of things change,
0: but like you said, you know, when pigs fucking fly. That's when we will. That's when we will, Coach Bombay. That's when we will. (laughs) So... You can catch us on Keep Up NY for Twitter. You can also catch us on Twitch when we actually populate that content. Uh, Keep Up NYC. Then we're also on Instagram. We have gone over eight hundred followers. Help us get to one thousand, guys, please. Um, we're on Instagram, Keep Up NYC. We're on Patreon. We will fill that up soon too. We're actually going to get some merch on there. So uh, Keep Up Podcast. Then we have Keep Up Shut Up for Facebook. We have my personal account still been for IG. Oscar's personal account is Oslamalo, also Osamalo underscore artwork is his art uh, channel. Then we have uh, John, ThundercatJohn.ttv. That is his uh, Twitch, and that is also his Instagram handle. We have Bear for um, Harry Atilio, our producer. Oh, and as Comptech, he also came out. Uh, that's Neil. He also came out with a new... Uh, Mixtape, that's on SoundCloud. Type in El Tribo and see what you get. You will get some awesome, dope-ass, deep therapy music. And that's it, guys. Let's get to the motherfucking outro. You better shut the fuck up. Listen up. And keep up. With Oslamalo. And still insane. Over and out, homies.